Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one moderate page of Talmud every day. Moderate. Have a listen. The Gemara further suggests, come and hear a proof from that which is taught in a Baraita. One who was ritually impure and took a vow of Nazariteship must still observe the halachot of a Nazarite. He is prohibited from shaving and from drinking wine. And if he shaved, or if he drank wine, or if he became ritually impure from a corpse, he incurs the 40 lashes administered to one who actively transgresses a negative Torah prohibition. Now, we think of this tractate, Nazir. We think of this monkish dedication. We think of the absolute purity required to not shave your head and then shave your head, avoid contact with a corpse, not drink wine. We think of this in terms of black and white. We think of it in extremis. But in today's stuff, the Talmud basically tells us, hey guys, look, it's fine. Someone could be ritually impure and take this vow and then still have to go through it. It's okay. Don't get carried away by this desire to be completely, extremely good or bad, pure or impure, there is a middle ground, there is a gray area, everything in moderation. Which strikes me as really good advice regarding a lot of things in life, and not just spiritual practices, which is why I have the pleasure of welcoming back to this here show, producer Daron Ruskay. Hello. Hi, Leo. Now, there is one thing that you do every day that really inspires me, because I am extremely bad at exercising, yet once in a while I would get in on an exercise kick, and when I do, I would say things like, oh, today I must run for 17 miles, spend three hours on the Peloton, burn 11,000 calories, or I haven't exercised. And obviously two weeks later I'd be like, I'm freaking tired and I'm not doing this again for another three years. Now, you, in the spirit of today's page of Talmud, are much wiser. Tell me about your approach. Well, I'm not 100% sure I'm that much wiser. Um, first of all, I should say, I do not abstain from wine, and I do shave my head. So I'm opposed to being a Nazarite on that level. But I actually find that I find kind of a centering of doing movement. And excuse me, anyone who looks at me does not say, oh, this is a guy who's in really good shape and really healthy. But when COVID came and I realized that I, aside from not putting on pants, I wasn't moving at all. I decided that needed to change. And as of my, you know, my machine, I have now walked for 876 days straight. Walked a total of 16,697,859 steps. <laughs> I've walked 7,536 miles. Now again, New York to Israel is 5,713 miles. I have now walked to Israel. New York to Israel to say Paris exactly. or London. Exactly. Okay, so so walk me, no pun intended, <laughs> through an average walking day. It is morning. Where do you go? And it is cold in New York City where, where we live. So it is cold. And so th- these days I walk a little differently. But when I'm in good space, I live right near Riverside Park. And I have a bunch of different walks in Riverside Park. In the summer, my favorite walk is to go visit my goats. 
which are goats that are brought in to help clear the areas in, in Riverside Park that can't be taken care of by humankind. And uh, we, in fact, there was an, a piece on it in our High Holidays episode of Unorthodox where uh, Stephanie Kate went to visit the goats. And I put on my earpods and I just start to walk. And each day I try to get 15,000. I'm now at about 20,000 steps a day. And it's meditative time. It is time away from the machines. It's time away from my kids who I adore. <laughs> and we've had them on the, on the show and I love them. But I also need some time and space away from them and my wife who I love but need some time away from them. And I have found that this piece of just getting away from it all kind of like helps me maintain to whatever degree I'm maintaining. Again, you were saying that there's moderation, and I feel like in many ways I'm not moderating because I have not missed a day, a single day, in that long. You have not missed a day, but myself being very much in the, say, the Nazarite mind space, let's call it for lack of a better term, which is the headspace of really insisting and kind of like acing everything to the most you know extreme degree possible. I'm thinking if I get caught in some walking loop, like you, then my first thought then becomes like, okay, I did 15,000 miles yesterday. <laughs> I did 15,000 steps yesterday. Can I do 20,000 today? What about 25? Can I walk for another three hours? And next thing you know, this is kind of the obsession until you burn out and fade away, which is what happens to so many of us who try to exercise, eat better, sleep better, be better, etc. Right. So I would say I slowly try to increase, but I do not in any way try and like jump the days. Now, sometimes when I see that I'm, I'm at 19,500 steps, like, oh, I'd like to hit the 20,000 for the individual day. But the next day doesn't have to be 20,000 again because at some point when it stops being fun or it stops being – I stop getting the meditative kind of clarity, deep breathing time and instead I'm just coming home exhausted – then you're going to walk away from it. My mother, who had bad scoliosis when she was young and had a rod put in her back back before any of this happened, would wake up every morning throughout my childhood and continued and went to the 92nd Street Y and was part of an early morning swim group who was allowed to get access to the Y's pool and swam every day because if she didn't swim, if she didn't move her body, she just didn't feel like she could B, and it always sounded so crazy to me. But the truth is, on a day when I kind of don't move and it's 3 o'clock and I realize I haven't taken any of my steps, my body just feels icky. You know, and I was, again, again, the first couple weeks or months of COVID, I didn't move a 1,000 steps. Now, part of it was I wasn't wearing my, my phone in my pocket because I wasn't wearing pants. Right. But learning to move your body and the, the power of that, just the amount you can, it's... it's uh, it's turned my life around. Well, for keeping up with today's page of Talmud and showing us that we should not chase after unobtainable perfection and rather embrace the doable, achievable, day-to-day realities. Darren Ruske, thank you so much for being our guest. A pleasure. Thank you, This has been Take One, 
If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Roskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. Thank you.